everybody, it's Finn here with another Finterview for the SDGC. Here to talk to Joe Mirabello, the founder and creative director of a pretty unique game concept that we're going to launch right into. Hello, Joe. Hi, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well. So the name of your company right off the bat is pretty uh, memorable. What can you tell us about <laughs> how you founded this company and how did you even come up with that name? Well, I don't know that name. Uh, yeah, because you don't have name. very bad posture. I think you have, you know. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, okay. So, all right. The company's name is Terrible Posture Games. And uh, I back before I went India, I used to work in AAA, and I got a reputation for my terrible posture. Um, I've gotten a lot better. I'm trying to sit up straight. I've got a chair that's a lot nicer now. But uh, I used to uh, to really slouch. I was really kind of like this. And I had a hunch. And even when I was working, uh, I was a, uh, working as an artist. Uh, I worked for couple of different companies, uh, a company called Iron Lore, uh, working on a game called Titan Quest. Um, and then I worked for 38 Studios uh, on a big MMO uh, based in the Amalur uh, franchise. Um, but uh, at, uh, at those companies, I, I was known, especially at Iron Lore, for like really slouching in my chair. I'd be sitting there like this and just drawing. <laughs> oh and so people would come by and like, I don't you can't really see it, but like my back was completely unsupported, like off the chair. Um, and so like, uh, people were always like, you're gonna kill your back that way. They were right. But uh, it also gave me inspiration for the name of the company. <laughs> and so what made you want to leave AAA and start your own indie studio? Oh, well, uh, okay. So I don't know if you know the history of 38 Studios, but it was a, a pretty um, high-profile bank like, like collapse of a company. Um, it was the company that was founded by the baseball pitcher, uh, Kurt Schilling. And I was oh. just an artist there. Yeah. Uh, it was yes. It, okay, I the, the tell you Rhode the story. Island Company. Got it. Go. The Rhode Island Company. When I started there, though, it was back in Massachusetts, um, and uh, I had worked for a couple of years for Iron Lore, and I really liked Iron Lore a lot. But I was like, really ready for kind of a sophomore company experience. Like, like Iron Lore was an excellent place, but it was the first company I worked for, and I was like, okay, let's move on, try and and get more experience at another company. And Thirty Eight opened up literally a door down the, like the hall. Um, so I was like, well, I'll apply. We'll see. I'm, I wasn't really expecting to really be there that long. I was like, we'll see how this goes. It's kind of a crazy zany thing. I don't know. Some pitcher, Todd McFarlane <laughs> is there helping out with the art and that's cool. I'd like to meet him. So he was the guy who did spawn and that was exciting. Um, and, uh, uh, he was the only one of the celebrity founders that I'd heard of before. Right. Um, uh, but I was excited to meet him. Um, and I thought that maybe I'd be there for a couple of months and I ended up being there for five years, like pretty much from the beginning of the company, uh, as an artist, uh, before we even had computers like purchased and, and distributed to the team, uh, working as an, as an environment artist. And then later as a technical artist, and then later as a senior technical artist, just getting more and more technical throughout my career. And when that company collapsed, uh, it was, you know, five years of my life, just gone, just completely vanished. Um, and, um, I, I can't claim, uh, credit or blame that much for the actual collapse itself it seems like there's lots of crazy things you can read about in the news that i didn't know about at the time we were just sitting there doing our job making cool stuff um and uh uh i kind of realized that like okay i one i was kind of jaded i was like i want to go do my own thing i don't want to be at the hands of someone else if i succeed or fail i'd like for it to be my fault or my to my credit um and uh and not some some tier of executives um, fault um, but then also uh, I had always kind of wanted to go indie hmm. um, and so 
I had saved up a little bit of money. My wife was like, well, now's the time. You should do it now. Try it out. And then I made a game called Tower Guns uh, on my own, pretty much completely solo uh, after um, um, 38 Studios. Um, and that was the start of Terrible Foster Games. And I worked on that, like, totally solo. Just, can I do this on my own? Afterwards, I'll go back into AAA again and just work on other games. But I want to do this on my own for just one game. And that well, was five years ago. And ended why does that career. sound so familiar? <laughs> it's a first-person shooter roguelite experience. Yes, I remember um, this game. Very silly, very silly. Um, just ha. made total total game jam style. Like I was just like gonna rush through it and do like whatever I could make as as fast as I could make it. If I stopped for even a second to think about what I was doing, I knew I would never finish. And uh, after about twenty months of that, I released it, and it. Uh, I was expecting, you know, maybe it'd be like a fun project, and then I'd go back to working for someone else, and what. I thought was going to be a sabbatical ended up turning into a second career. Oh, that's and awesome. And I went from that to a game called Mother Gunship and then from Mother Gunship to 3 out of 10. I had no idea. I've actually heard of those games before. Look at you. You're an unknown celebrity to me that is now <laughs> known. So Mother Gunship was more than just me. Uh, Tower Guns, I was did bring on help doing the... <laughs> I did do the directing on it. I was the director, but that was a very, very talented team of people. Um, from all over the place. Uh, it was built in collaboration with a studio named Grip Digital, uh, filled with some awesome developers, and um, working with them, as well as some uh, uh, contract friends of mine, and then um, 3 out of 10, basically we expanded the, the pool of contractors to, to be more of a company, more of a real company. Nice. Um, well, and that's where 3 out of 10 came from. Well, speaking of 3 out of 10, that is why we are here today. Because right, yes. it is... A incredibly unique concept that I, I wanted our audience and our community to to learn about. So for those not in the know, it is basically you've heard of episodic games before, but you've never really had a show release like a TV show. They've kind of had the concept of them, but this you actually released in weekly installments like it was a sitcom itself. Yeah, that was an interesting experiment, and that was one of the things that uh, when we approached um, Epic with this project, we were like, we have a really interesting project in front of you all, what do you think? And uh, they were really intrigued by quite a few different factors of it, the episodic content, the fact that we're building it all in Unreal, this idea of a playable sitcom. Um, it was all kind of this, this package of, here's an experiment in front of you, would you like to help us see how it goes? Um, and it was a lot of fun to, to work on. And um, we released, so this game, it's 3 out of 10 is about the world's worst video game studio. Um, and it is uh, kind of a really zany, satirical, absurdist look at the game industry. We kind of hold a, a very satirical uh, mirror up to the industry. Um, and it's filled with really silly, over-the-top, wild antics. We don't try and be realistic, but we are at the same time, I've been told at least, one of the most faithful portrayals of the game industry. And that makes me feel kind of proud. For, for being as Monty Python-esque as it is, the fact that people are like, oh, this is kind of, uh, we're, we're, we're sad crying laughing at this because of the, the, the truth in here um, in the situations that happen. And they're trying to get above, the studio in the, in the game are trying to get their score of their game above 3 out of 10 because they've never released a game that's ever done better than 3 out of 10. Yeah, you even play on that with the name of the company being like shovel, based off shovelware. Yeah, it's Shovel Works, but yeah, Shovelware is kind of where it came from. They work in an old New England mill that used to be a shovel factory, which, I... uh, fun trivia, Iron Lore and 38 both were in an old mill in New England. So. Oh, nice. I think my favorite part from the trailer that really sold the humor to me was when their fans are rioting, 
And one of the developers goes like, well, what if we like make the game better? Would that make you happy? And they go, no. And you go like, why not? Because it's not Witcher 3. And that part, <laughs> that part killed me because I spend way too much time on Twitter watching how fans actually interact. And that, that echoed way too close to reality for me. Yeah, some of the things I think we, we get pretty close to reality, but we do it in an absurdist light. And hopefully people kind of, as they play this game, which is entirely free, by the way, you can play it for free on the Epic Games yeah. Store. Um, it's uh, um, hopefully as people play it, they, uh, they will kind of see that it's not done in a mean way. I try and try and, I try and write the humor so that it's a little bit more lighthearted and done almost in a um in an adoring fashion like we're, we're trying to make sure that this feels like it's coming across as like tongue-in-cheek and playful and not uh mean-spirited right i um, never got i never got the vibe that you were punching down yeah that's a good way to put it we try and not punch down um and uh um it it definitely is a, a different style of humor than you see in a lot of places these days where the punching down seems to be or just punching everywhere seems to be kind of the norm um, and this is more about the kind of situations they find them in and the absurd uh, way they have to deal with it. Um, so, and, like, and, that Witcher 3 comment is a good one, I guess, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's just, it, it, it's, it's, writing humor for games is, is much harder than people realize. So my question for you is, how did you go about finding your, your voice and the, the vibe that you wanted to go with? Uh, you kept bringing up Monty Python. Was that kind of your goal to begin with or is that just how it fell um i don't know if i would say it was the goal to begin with it's kind of the direction the writing took um in the beginning we just knew that we wanted something that we could write quickly and we knew that we wanted something that could feel like it was reflecting on the game industry in satirical ways and we're like okay so we don't want to be realistic we want to be humorous so let's go over the top and and uh you know the more over the top you get the better and we knew we wanted some elements of the fantastic um so as you're playing this game, you're watching these these cutscenes, and then you get thrown at these ridiculous scenarios uh, that could be all over the place. Like the, the the gameplay in there, there's this. Okay, let's back up a little bit and talk a little about the gameplay experience. So right. each episode is about a half hour long, and you usually there's a bits of cutscene mixed in there, uh, maybe about twenty minutes of cutscene, uh, twenty minutes of a episode, but then. A couple of times per episode, you have explorers phases, which is a lot like a point-and-click adventure, but there's no real puzzles. It's more like just see what's around, explore it, find objectives, like solve objectives, talk to your coworkers, etc. Play some of the games that they're making. Like you can actually try the game that the studio is making, and it's terrible. Um, but uh, then, you know, throughout the story, there's also these mini games that get injected, and we do our best to really try and surprise the player. Like you're never really sure what kind of mini game you're going to get in one episode. Uh, it's going to be a first-person shooter. And it takes you about maybe you know four four minutes or so, five minutes to play. And another one, it's a Zelda clone. And another one, it's a pinball game. And another one, it's a mix of these two or three genres. We try and make sure that every mini game is either surprising or funny, um, or is a in some way a little bit of a experiment on mechanics that people may otherwise be familiar with. Um, so we try and do something different that we've never seen before. And what's nice uh, about that is if it's not a genre or a type of game that resonates with the player, it doesn't stick around long enough to impact their enjoyment of the whole. That's the hope, in that there's enough variety so that everybody plays it and they're like, oh, okay, so you know, this part was the part for me. Um, we make sure that every single element in the game is actually... It, this would, took a bit of tech back-end to pull off, uh, but it's almost like, a, like, a, like watching a video where you can fast-forward or rewind at any time, and that includes the games. You can, like fast forward and skip a game 
or go back and try it again. And you can just do this with fast forward and rewind buttons or restart the scene buttons. Um, or you can actually just pull up a scene manager at any time and just kind of go through. So long as you've unlocked it once, you can go through and replay any scene or any game or any explore phase all you want. Um, and there is, you know, some, some meta stuff to collect. There's like stars you can collect and you get ranked on a leaderboard, but that leaderboard is not even a real leaderboard. That's a fake leaderboard where you're ranked against us, the developers, and we throw ourselves on there. And that's our credits menu is the leaderboard. Oh, nice. Um, now, so like our short form credit, but yeah. What the, the thing that it reminds me the most of, and I find this, it might be a weird comparison, but I find it apt is a WarioWare. WarioWare? Yeah, I don't know if, if you're familiar, yep. but just the concept of random mini games that could just be literally anything at any time. And you never yeah, know. I haven't played, that was an old DS game. Uh, I haven't played it in forever, but that game was fun because you never were sure what you were going to get. And it was wild. It was all over the place. Um, those games tended to be more like one button pushes. Correct, done. yeah. Um, you know, like two seconds in and out. Uh, but yeah, that was one of the inspirations. Uh, like WarioWare, it was a little bit of Professor Layton um, because there's uh, Professor Layton has an interesting mix of like story elements and kind of like these freeform explorers. Even though you're just clicking on you know pretty pictures, really. Right. But, um, but then they also have these mini games. In Professor Layton, they're all puzzles. Um, I had realized that there wasn't really a kind of similar thing that didn't force you to to do puzzles. Sometimes people don't just want to. They don't really want to think. They want to play. And they want to re rely on their like instincts to play a game, like people who like platformers, but maybe they don't want a two-hour platformer. Maybe a fun little two-minute platformer will be fun instead. Um, so, again, it goes back to that whole like feeling that we wanted to delight the player with fun surprises. So, um, now, um, as we're working on Season 2 now, we've tried to even amp that up even more with, with more crazy gameplay. Just stole my next question. We're oh. getting to Season <laughs> 2, all right. Yes, so, we are into season two. Did, has uh, has Epic responded, and uh, have they enjoyed the 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 results of the launch? Uh, they've they've we in the when we set out to do this, uh, we had a certain amount of episodes we wanted to get done, and then Epic has said that they've liked everything that they've seen. Uh, they've they liked the project. They believe in the experiment that was like they've been. I guess the best way to say it is that they've been really supportive of the feeling, like the fact that we were doing something nobody had really tried before so um getting moving on to the second season is like like right now we're in the middle of it and we're actually kind of finishing up episodes at this point um we're talking about the end of i don't know when this will go live but um we're, we're knee deep in the net finishing of, of season two and uh we'll see what epic thinks of this uh, season well they haven't seen uh, too much from the season yet but judging by um how they thought about season one they seem to be pretty positive to the story they seem to be positive about the humor so um i'm excited to see what people think of the actual like right uh the actual season itself because it's like we feel like we've doubled down we feel like we've improved our writing we feel like we've improved our gameplay ability we feel like we've improved everything about the entire project now uh how has uh i mean the question of the year is how has covid and working from home and just everything about the hellscape of 2020 impacted the, your way of making games uh it's been a bit of a hellscape is a good way to put it um yeah okay so we've done i would say we've done better than most companies we were already set up as a remote company oh nice um so yeah we've got people all over the place uh working with us on this project um and uh there's you know 
people all over the U.S. There's like five different states that Turtle Posture Games now operates in, and then we have some contractors overseas, and we've got partners all over the place uh, that we, you know, like the audio is all done by Skew Sound, and they're all the way out in, in uh, Seattle. Um, and so we've already kind of adopted this remote culture even from the get-go, so we were able to kind of keep rolling right away uh, when lockdown started hitting and when COVID started hitting, um, except those of us who are parents, uh, yeah. you know, we've had to deal with juggling the daycare situations, and that's been really tough. Um, for me personally, that's been really tough because I know I've had to take time and not been there for the team at times when I really wanted to be because I've had to, uh, you know, rightly, you know, prioritize, you know, family or take care of my kid. Right. Um, we've managed to juggle, uh, I think, pretty effectively, but it has led to me making up time at night to kind of like make ends meet on the uh, on on my duties as a writer or as a whether whether I needed to approve something or um, or or juggle the the. The leadership role uh, with my fellow leaders on the team. It, that's been tough. Um, and it's also been tough just because general years has been stressful on the entire team. So even even in just speaking generally, everyone has got a higher strung, uh, you know, like we're all a little bit higher uh, strung, I think. We do a really good job about making sure that we're looking out for each other as much as we can, but everyone feels it. You know, 2020 is a uh, an awful experience for so many of us, um, even aside from the uh, terribleness of COVID, we're all juggling with, you know, global instability right now, national instability. Um, we're never really sure what's going to be coming next month um, in the news cycle. It's uh, a interesting time to be alive. And I've been telling people that, like, whoever said, may you live in interesting times yeah. was full of crap because they did not live in interesting times, I'll tell you. I would, I want to go back to a boring times. Um, but, you know, it's it's it is what it is and we'll, we'll roll with it and we do our best and i like to say that we've made some awesome stuff and we've despite everything despite all of the harsh uh harshness of 2020 uh we're excited to see what 2021 will bring and i think that the team feels pretty energized and uh they're super talented and have been awesome to work with so i feel very lucky and very proud to to be working on the team with the team of people i have been uh, spoken like working with spoken like a true founder of a company just just <laughs> crushing it on the pr side right there i oh, I, uh, I just want no, to but i mean that man no i, mean, I know i know i'm like, just giving you a hard time about that because <laughs> it, it came off like so heartfelt and i was like this guy knows what he's doing all right i wanted to thank you though oh, because hey, plug in plug in discord right now <laughs> oh look at you because just even trying to find time to do this interview with you because of your uh dual roles as a creative director and a family man so i just i know your time is precious so thank you just from oh you're from welcome i mean this this is uh it's fun to do these and i'm excited to see what people think and i'm always happy to talk about i'm always happy to talk about my coworkers. they're awesome and i like to talk about them all so. right so uh, uh <laughs> name your favorite one right now name my favorite yeah, one let, let every right everyone in the company know who you actually no d please don't do that don't don't it's timothy it's timothy oh it's timothy all right take yeah, that yeah. congratulations they'll, they'll timothy Good job. Uh, but no, um, I, I wanted to uh, to not take up too much of your time. So I was hoping, could you give the, the cliche elevator pitch of three out of 10 for people that we might need that sound bite to get hooked onto the concept? Sure. So three out of 10 is an episodic playable sitcom that takes place in the world's worst video game studio where they've never made a game that has ever scored ever better than three out of 10. So you can join them uh, from episode to episode as they get into all sorts of wa uh, wacky antics as they struggle to uh, overcome 
absurd situations and uh, grow as a team. And there's a season two coming, so you don't have to worry about cliffhangers. And there's a season two coming. Uh, There is a cliffhanger in season one, but there's season two coming. uh, And season two will be coming out in 2021. Uh, We haven't said yet the uh, release date, but uh, uh, we will be talking about that soon. That's awesome. Now, where can people follow you and follow Terrible Posture and follow 3 out of 10 and all that fun stuff on the internet? Okay, so you can follow Terrible Posture Games at Terrible Posture. Um, you can follow me at Blank Slate Joe. Um, but the most important uh, uh, link I probably should point people towards is uh, 310.show, which has basically everything uh, right there. So you could go join our Discord community with the link off of that. You could click on that to get to our Twitter. Um, you can even click on that to get the episodes for free from the EGS, from the Epic Game Store. Um, so there's a link right there on 310.show. So 310.show is the best place to go. Um, to be routed towards wherever you. Oh no no! I was uh, when you say three ten, do people actually physically type out the letters or the numbers, or do they just use the numbers? Like is it three uh, you know, ten? I, I think I got both do, both domains, but it's okay. The numbers three ten dot show. Uh, so the the number three, the number one, the number zero dot show. Good. So good question for people question. listening. I didn't want them to to try one and get frustrated or whatnot. So I uh, I know I told you it's before. Appreciated. We, yeah. I know I told you before we started that I wouldn't hit you with any hard-hitting curveballs, but uh, I'm, sa- okay. I'm saving the best for last. So I, I, I apologize for, for gotcha you, you with this, but I need your answer. In your heart of hearts, cake or pie? Oh, good question. Uh, excellent question. What kind of cake are we talking about? What kind I mean, of pie are we it's, talking about? It, it's, it's the concept of cake versus the concept of pie if you had to choose one where is if your I, heart leading you if i had to choose one um i didn't uh I, well it's cake it's obviously it's cake for me and a lot of people are going to be upset by that because people who are pie fanatics are pie fanatics they are like super pie fanatics to an unreasonable degree to an absurd degree that it like is disturbing uh, i would to say it's a reasonable degree but... <laughs> um but uh i didn't start actually liking uh like actually like cooked warm fruit until I was like 30. I was like, this is weird. Why do people <laughs> like this? And it wasn't until I had Maine blueberries. And then I was like, whoa, whoa, a Maine blueberry pie is amazing. Um, and so that's still kind of a new concept to me. Before then, the only pies that were good were like peanut butter pie or chocolate pie, or maybe you like like a Banana pie. cream pie for me. That was my yeah. first one. Those are very good. I do like those uh, quite a bit. Chicken um, pot pie. But the banana cream, banana cream pie, like that, the, the, the awesome filling side of that, though, you could put that in between two layers of cake. So, I mean, that's fair, but no one does. <laughs> There's no banana cream cake is what I'm saying. Uh, well, that's true because they don't, they call it something different, I guess. But I've seen that like Boston cream layer in between okay. uh, things. That's fair. See, I always like scare, uh, not scaring, but people go, their eyes get a little, their heart pounds a little more when they're like, oh no, what question is he actually going to ask? And then I'm like, just kidding. It's a stupid like, question. What's, what's the right answer? No, I love no, it. That's, no, that's, no, you don't joke around about cake and pie. No. <laughs> it's my favorite question I ask. I end every single initial interview with that question because people sometimes have more to say about that than they do about their own game <laughs> it's amazing really i love it some people get really into it i do like both i will say that i like both but i find that uh you get a lot of variety of what could be a cake yeah. especially if you start going like i guess you get a lot of variety behind pies too you could have like a meat pie you couldn't live off of cake because you could have you can't have meat cake that's terrible <laughs> 
But like you could have like a shepherd's pie is something you could survive off of. Isn't a meat so cake really... just lasagna at that point? I guess you could survive off a cake then. I don't, I don't know. Off of we're, getting, we're getting way <laughs> off track on that one now. But no, I, I really wanted to thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, I mean, for anyone that doesn't know, our community is big on just all types of genres and games. But it's the fact that your humor is more universal instead of mean-spirited that I think will really resonate with our uh, fans. So I wanted to thank you for taking the time to chat with us. Oh, well, thank you. It was a pleasure getting to, to meet you a little bit and talk to you. And uh, thanks to your community for, for having me on your show. Oh, well, thank you. You have a wonderful night with your wonderful family. And we will, <laughs> uh, we will t uh, see you on the interwebs because that's what the cool kids say, right? Yeet. Fam. I think that means to throw. Somebody told me that means to throw okay. something. But I don't that that know. is a word for it, but it can also be an exclamation. Oh, don't do this to me now. Come on. Like, it, it, it can be a verb or a noun. Or, or a verb or a... Ex I don't know. Point is, I, I'm, I like to masquerade as a Gen Zer every now and then. And, and then get <laughs> the, all the eye rolls when I talk like it. So, fun times. <laughs> well... Yeah, well, thank you. I'm I'm glad to be here, and I'm I'm always happy to talk about uh, terrible posture games and three ten. So, uh, everyone, uh, go play three out of ten. Please do. And also, uh, Joe, the man that formerly had terrible posture, I guess you need to change the name to uh, slightly better posture studios. That is exactly what we were thinking about changing it to. Really? Seriously? Like, like someday we'll call it awesome. slightly better posture. I love it. All right, you have a great night, good sir. All right. Take care. Thank you.